guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Concentrated, the podcast about all of the stuff that we find cool and interesting as nerds of color. I am your host, Maria, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Eric. Add another one. I'm here. <laughs> who is uh, Mr. Burpee McBurperson right now, and the lovely Manira. Hey, guys. No burps here. No burps there. All right. Well, guys, today we're going to be giving you our review of Marvel's newest release, The Eternals. But before we do that, it is time for Eric to not burp and instead give us some news. I was yawning. No, no, that no, time. no, 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 no. <laughs> news. <laughs> I got a bunch of stuff, but not a lot of like super news. Um, first up, we did have. What super news? Like news nothing... that we'll like. I mean, there's, yeah, there's some stuff that you guys might like. There's also a little bit of drama that just hit the internet. So I'll get to that. I love drama. Uh, But first, we did have a tragedy over the weekend. And this is a legit tragedy, not like, oh, my God, some stupid white person got COVID. Um, Apparently, eight people died at a Travis Scott show over the weekend. Um, Astral World in, I believe, Texas? Yeah, Yeah, in Houston. Yeah. A bunch of people rushed the stage and... um. Yeah, it, it's a lot. They like I, I it's not like one of those things where like it was like it wasn't instigated by Travis Scott. He just happened mm-hmm. to be performing at the time. Um, but he is a very popular artist and people started rushing the stage and barricades fell and people got trampled and it is it's a bad time. Yeah. They, I saw... they canceled the remainder of the Friday night shows, they canceled all the Saturday shows. So Yeah, I saw some video of like it it was from the crowd. And it was like two people from the audience, like trying to get on the stage to tell them to stop the show that like mm-hmm. somebody was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you could barely hear the people in the video. So, you know, like the artists couldn't hear them or yeah. whatever. But yeah. like from what I understand, like it was sheer and utter fucking chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's scary. Like my kid's gone to, to that World show. Well, not that one, obviously, but he's gone to World like three times. Like. Never in a million years would I think that, you know, they'd go to this show and that something could happen. So, you know, my heart really goes out to those families that, that lost. Well, they said the, the victim's terrible. age range from 14 to 27. So very oh young my God. people. Yeah. That's his fan base. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in that age. I like Travis Scott. No, you I mean. to an Astral World um, Anytime that you're popular Knees. enough. Funny enough, I wanted Knees. to go. Knees, are you going? <laughs> Are you really standing room for only knees? Any anytime you really? you're popular enough to justify Bitch. a McDonald's meal to get people to actually eat at McDonald's, you're very popular. Yeah. yeah. Knees, you're not going. I'm <laughs> mad that you called me knees. Fuck you, all right? I'm gonna prove you wrong. And we go. Just... <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself to be petty. <laughs> all right. I got some casting news. Okay. Um first up, uh, this is actually very good news for the Avatar series coming to Netflix. Mm. Uh, Lost and Hawaii Five O's Daniel Day Kim has been cast as Fire Lord Ozai, which is very Daniel good Day Hot McHotterson. Mm. Yes, Oof. that is his given name. It should be because that I man is so easy on the name. eyes. It is. It's on his birth certificate. Mm-hmm. No, uh, maybe I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't he, Korean. All jokes aside, though, he is an excellent actor. I'm very excited to see him in that role and aging yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. Like a fine, fine wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was also in Hellboy and, uh, you know, he actually, he is a producer on The Good Doctor, which is a adaptation of a Korean show. Huh. Yep. Okay. 
So yeah, he's going to be the Fire Lord. Um, uh, initially, a role voiced by Mark Hamill in the original series. That I did not know. Yep. But then again, Mark Hamill has done so many voices over the years. Yeah, so he is our Fire Lord. So very happy about that. Uh, he can, moving he along. can rule my fire any day. We got some Disney all casting. Right, all news. right, you went a little. You went a little too. <laughs> okay, okay. Now I got you, it all out. You said Disney movie. You said <laughs> Disney <laughs> casting. Did you? Disney is doing a live action uh, adaptation of Snow White based on the cartoon. <sighs> and Why? Because money. We don't uh, need it. We might. We, we might hold on. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. Let me. Maybe. Maybe something else you say will change my opinion about this. Uh, they have cast the evil queen, and it is none other than Wonder Woman herself, Gal Gadot. Gal, Gal Gadot. She is the evil queen. <laughs> no. 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 Listen. You're repeating it as if you said her name wrong. No. 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 The the crickets that you're hearing is because I think Manira and I both are like, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know about that. No. <laughs> okay. How about this? In fairness, I can see her in the costume, and I think that she would look amazing. Yes, no, I mean, yes, she could wear a burlap. Yeah, she can. She can wear a burlap sack and look amazing. I, I mean, she's a great Wonder Woman, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if, like, how evil is her evil gonna be? Because I need that bitch to be. Evil. I need her to never mind. I was about to say something that would be very controversial. I just need her to be real evil. What were you gonna say? We never shy say, away from controversy. Listen, I was gonna say I need her to be like Israeli bombing Palestinians for no reason. Evil. All right. Wow. Oh, I, I do wow. believe that she has justified that in the past. Yeah. She has. Bring that up. Wow. Of course, of course, of course. Wow. Listen, there is there is problematic. Um, po- politics across the world and in fairness to her it is n- you know like what her country does is not on her all I'm saying is what they are doing is evil as fuck and that's the level of evil that I need her to bring to this role that's all have I'm they saying. casted Snow White uh no I don't ah. believe so but I mean in in this it's one of those things where you're like well let's get the uh the the, the main talent because nobody's going for Snow White, honestly. It's kind of like those Maleficent Yikes. movies. Nobody it's gave a shit about. It's called Snow White. Is it though? It's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You see how they they ax them from the title. They'll be in the movie, but oh, that is a good point. Um, I didn't actually, hear anything no, about Seven Dwarfs. They have cast uh, Rachel Zegler as Snow White. Who the fuck is she? She's um she's what's his name from um West Side Story. Yeah, she is a little Latina girl. Mm-hmm. From Hackensack, New Jersey. Yeah, she's is Maria. She actually... Yeah. Oh, um, so the young woman that's playing Maria in the new West Side Story that I'm not going to bother to go see is Snow White. Yes. yes. Got it. Okay. All right. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, and the movie is being directed by Mark Webb, who did um, The Amazing Spider-Man and uh, 500 Days of Summer. Mm. I mean... <sighs> I just hope that they get little people and not um not CG them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just don't need it at all. I I feel like the the Disney live actions have been so hit or miss for me. <sighs> like the only great ones, great ones. The Maleficent movies, 
um, The Beauty and the Beast, and Jungle Book. That's it. The rest of them have been meh. Meh. Yes. um, I liked um, Lady and the Tramp. Oh, I didn't see Lady and the Tramp. Was the but I didn't like the out. idea. I didn't like the idea of, mm-hmm. of them like doing like because it's animals, right? And like, mm-hmm. unless yeah. they did it perfectly the way that they did Jungle Book, I didn't want any part of it. So, well, it's a well, it, much like Jungle Book, it was a mixture of live action and CG, but there was more live action backgrounds and things like that. There was a lot more uh, human characters. I liked Mulan too. I did. Oh, not I forgot like about. I forgot about Mulan. Mulan is also in that category of great ones because I thought Mulan was amazing. You know, y'all can go check out whatever episode that was that we did on it way, way back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Mulan was really good. But that's it. So, and like, who was ever checking for Snow? Like, if you were not a child literally of like the 50s or 60s and maybe the early 70s, like you don't even rock with Snow White like that. So why are they, Why? Why? You'd be surprised. Millennials fucks with Snow White. I'll go for my dad. He loved Snow White was his Disney princess. Okay. All right. So so gal, I'll be squinting my eye at you if you don't give me the heave jeebs. Cause she gave me the heave jeebs. Mm-hmm. I think she was scarier to me than Maleficent was in the original cartoons. Yeah. I didn't see. And that's the thing. I never saw Maleficent as scary. I just saw her as a bad bitch who just did not get invited to a party and was upset. Right. And was very upset about it. Yeah. I kind (laughs) of felt the same way. She never came across evil. Whereas the evil queen. Yes. She she, was evil. She was evil. All right. All right. Moving right along, Eric. Sorry that we just went down that like five minute (laughs) princess. uh, Whatever. Sorry. (laughs) Whatever. You just came from traveling out of state to go to a Disney store. I know you're not sorry. Please continue, Eric. I got two more bits of casting news, um, and they're okay. both um, no. They're they're reverse casting news. They have been uh, exited from roles. Uh, first up is not surprising. Ice Cube has exited the Sony comedy Oh Hell No, uh, starring him and Jack Black because he refused to get a COVID nineteen vaccine. Tell 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 the listeners how much that uh, COVID nineteen cost him. Uh, nine million. Oof. Nine million dollars. Oof. Just for two shots. Okay. All right. Yep. Uh, and then continuing along that line, another person. Um, this one is rumored, but um, I, I wouldn't doubt it because he is a white, mostly man. Uh, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Has uh, his team has confirmed that he will not return for the Mighty Ducks Game Changers season two on Disney Plus. Um, the rumor is that he refuses to get a COVID nineteen vaccination, um, and the other rumor is that it is due to uh, some money issues and some creative differences. Got so it. So being, either he won't get COVID or he's mad about money. Yeah, he is being written out of season two. So I guess they'll just focus on the mom. Played by uh, what's her name from Lauren, uh, Lauren Graham. Graham from Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls, yeah. Yeah, I really didn't care about that show either. I kind of liked it. I watched the first season and I was like, "This is this is good." I like the like all these kids are very entertaining and they <gasps> they worked up to a really good story. And then they brought back some of the other kids from the original movies. So get this. I know he's really busy, but Joshua Charlie comes and coaches. 
I mean, if they could get him to spare some time, yeah, I, I would. I think that would be very good, you know, narratively. I would love that. I would love that. Charlie picking up the torch? No, listen, it's great. I just don't give a fuck about the Mighty Ducks, so. All right. The quack is back. No, 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 no. I'm happy that the quack is quacking for those of you that want to quack. I just don't want to quack. Quack, quack. <laughs> All right. You got anything else or is that it? I do. This one is some drama that just dropped a little while ago um, via Instagram. Uh, Vin Diesel took to Instagram to kind of challenge, kind of like, I guess, bury the hatchet, olive branch, whatever, to one Dwayne The Rock Johnson to get him to return for Fast and Furious 10. (laughs) It's so delicious. (laughs) Okay, wait a second. First off, they had beef? Because I knew he had beef with, uh, with Tyrese. I didn't know he had beef with Vin Diesel, too. No, the Tyrese beef was all about money. This one is more about, you know, two large bald men who both want to be the star. Who's the largest? Who's the baldest? Uh, I would say The Rock is the largest, but Vin Diesel's been bald longer, so. Mm-hmm. And also, this is kind of his series. But it's okay. him saying, my little brother Dwayne for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he starts it. My little brother, Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There is not a holiday that goes by that they that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my problem, my promise to Pablo. I don't know who the fuck Pablo. Oh, probably Diesel. Paul. Diesel oh, yeah. writes, Diesel wrote referring to his late star, uh, late series co-star Paul Walker by the affectionate nickname for the actor. Um, I swear that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale, and that is 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. (laughs) You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. Okay, and see, see, you know who I blame for this? You know who I blame for that? You two. You two and motherfuckers like y'all that sit here and act like the Fast and Furious past like Tokyo Drift is some like higher calling that we need in this world. You got this fool out here thinking that it's his quote unquote destiny to finish. Madam. Boy, bye. Boy, bye. You need the collection to. Do you? Yeah. It could have ended at Tokyo Drift. You know, that's probably the best one. No. It is the best one, but also there's more that came after that. Hans back, Maria. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Hans back. <sighs> yeah. And, he and died that's all it took. Today. That's all that it took was for them to bring Hans back, for you to be like, yep, I'm all the way in again. Well, it's just Han. He's not German. <laughs> they didn't remember I said Hans. Han. No, no, no. <laughs> no Hans Han back, back, as in Han, Han is back. back. They brought Hans Han, back. Han, <laughs> Han apostrophe S. Grammar, motherfucker, How learn amazing song. would it be if they brought him back, but they were like, he got plastic surgery and now, now he's German and he speaks with a German accent? Oh, my God. Next story. We're done with this. Like, Are I'm we? Hans. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's basically, you know, saying, hey, Rock, come back and be in our movie. I feel like The Rock has already, like, signed a contract. I he feel was like, already yeah, going to come back. Like, I mean, sorry. well, I know they're making another Hobbs and Shaw, but he wants him in Fast 10. Um and I'm assuming it's mostly just for box office draw because they know that a lot of people will say that the ones with The Rock are the the best in the series, and he has famously not been in the last two. 
So. They're not though, ladies and gentlemen. They are not the best. Uh, ones I don't know. In the Fast Five is probably like my second favorite. The one in Brazil with the mm-hmm. the bank with the the vault thing. That's my third. I, I think for me, it's Tokyo Drift one and then Fast Five. Like the original one mm-hmm. or the no 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 the original one. Yeah, the, I the love the original Fast and Furious, aka Fast and Furious Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked that one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we got some more drama, and this one is based around one of our favorite franchises that we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for. Uh, apparently, production has been temporarily halted and probably won't be picked up until the new year on Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, the word from the studio, which I don't believe, is that uh, Letitia Wright suffered a injury earlier on, and they thought that she would have been healed by now, and apparently she's having some issues healing, so they are just going to pause production for the time being until the new year. Say what you think. Say what you think. Say uh, it. I think she got COVID. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she what? Well, she, she famously has been anti-vaccine, especially for the COVID vaccine. And I feel like she got COVID and spread it around a little bit. Again, allegedly, this is all hearsay. Spread it around a little bit. But people are taking that shit seriously, and it ain't worth losing um, a $100 million franchise because you don't want to get a a little shot. I don't. Like, I I think that there are a lot of times that I just don't know things because, I mean, I can't know everything, right? But I really, 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 really struggle to understand how anyone that even remotely considers themselves someone that believes in science is like, I'm not going to take these vaccines. And then to the tune of possibly losing out on millions of dollars. Yo, what? I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. It's unfortunate because um, Ryan Coogler. Basically, she got hurt um, a few a few weeks ago, and they've been shooting in Atlanta. She she went back to London to heal um, in September when she sustained an injury. They've been shooting in Atlanta, and Coogler has been basically shooting all the footage he can without her. But now they've gotten to the point where they need her back to be in these scenes, and they can't do that until she is healed. What if she's not never like providing a positive? Um covid test so she can't get on a plane Mm, i don't know uh the the report from her representative says leticia has been recovering in london since september from injuries sustained on the set of black panther 2 and is looking forward to returning to work in early 2022 uh leticia kindly asks that you keep her in your prayers early 2022 this next year probably around january february so either she's got covid or she broke something and it's not healing properly it's only two things that, mm-hmm. Which, like, she's a young it, girl. So, like, what? Yeah. Well, she's also very like uh, Angela Bassett. Even mentions she was like she's a very small woman, like very like mm-hmm. like dainty and frail. Uh, not frail, but like you know she she weighs she's got a tiny physique. Yeah, so she weighs one hundred and twenty pounds soaking wet, maybe. Right. She ain't hitting the gym with uh with auntie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's no. definitely not hitting the gym with Lupita. I, I seen her Instagram. I was like, you you getting it? Hmm. What if Lupita is the new Black Panther? I'd be fine oh with my that. God, I would love that. I, I I'm still pushing for that Okoye. A lot. I want Okoye to be the new Black Panther. She it won't be Okoye that, yeah. though. She's not part of the royal family. Mm-hmm. Even more reason to, to, you know, to mm-hmm. stiff tradition. They wouldn't do that. 
She serves the crown. She can't have the crown. Well, that's not fair. I need to get <laughs> on her. All right. Get on her Instagram. Or they could make it Mbaku. Uh, he has been a Black Panther in the past. He has been working out as well. Oh, has he? I haven't seen him lately. Very much so. Very much so. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I like what you're doing. All right. Well, any other news, Eric? That is it, unless you guys have anything that I may have missed. I don't think mm, so. No. Um, well, I mean, to, to basically set up today's main thing, uh, The Eternals is the number one movie in the country with a, uh, a weekend haul of, uh, overall, globally, about $170 million, which isn't huge, not- but it's not terrible. That's not yeah. terrible. That's not terrible. And about 70 of that is from America. All right. Well, I mean, it's not terrible, especially considering that from the beginning when this movie was announced, like a lot of people didn't know anything about the Eternals. Um, you know, hardcore Marvel fans knew that they were Jack Kirby's babies, but everybody else had no idea who these people were. Like, I'm thinking back. Do y'all remember when they like announced this movie at San Diego Comic-Con in like 2019 and folks were like, what? <laughs> like, like everybody was expecting we were going to get pretty much anything else. Well, they're saying it, it, it's opened, uh, it was 71 million in America and it's the fourth highest opening after, you know, pandemic wise. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, it's, guys, we... it's just a little shy of their original projections of 75 to 80 million. Okay. Which still isn't bad, uh, right? Because yeah. we are still very much in a panini. Mm-hmm. We are in this. Some folks. <laughs> Oof. Well, guys, we said we were going to talk about it. So before we get into our thoughts, let me give you the basic plot of this movie. Uh, for those of you that have no idea who the fuck the Eternals are, there are basically 10 superpowered beings that called Eternals that are sent to Earth by the Celestials. So if you're familiar with Marvel, like at least any of the major Marvel groups, you've heard of the Celestials, even if you haven't necessarily seen them or read a lot about them. But basically, they're like these superpowered beings that basically create everything. Well, I mean, and you, so you've the seen cel- them previously in the MCU in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Yes. A very large part of the first movie takes place in nowhere, which is in the head of a celestial that has died. Yep. But also when they get to the collectors, the the collector is telling the story. Yeah, he tells the story and yeah. Um, Yeah. So basically the celestials send the Eternals to Earth to protect uh, the Earth from another set of beings called Deviants. So basically, they've been on Earth for like 7,000 years, and the Eternals had cleared the Earth of all of the Deviants until present day, and now all of a sudden, they're back. So that's the general plot of the movie, and that's all I can give you right now before we start spoiling the fuck out of this, because newsflash, there's going to be spoilers. Uh, but first things first, what did you guys think of the movie as a whole? And Manira, I'm going to start with you. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I loved it. Yeah, it was long. Yeah, it was clunky in some spaces. But I love that we are in phase four and we are not doing the typical the typical Marvel movie that we've come to see. I like mm-hmm. that we are branching out and doing something different because – We've been doing this for so long. We should be evolving. Um, 
and I just enjoy meeting new meeting new people and having new new things to glom onto and new experiences to new characters to experience. I I love mm-hmm. that. And I mean, people of color, like people of right. color as as space things and as being very very important that that like never happens and when it does it's frowned upon or oh my god so and it was just so natural I just I really I really enjoyed this movie all right what about you Eric yeah no I had no no real issues with it like I don't mind the pacing I felt like this is and and I know a lot of people are like oh well this is what happens when you put someone who makes kind of artsy films in, in in front of a Marvel film. And it does take a lot of time setting the tone and establishing characters. If anything, I thought it could have been longer and you could have given me more of the history of these characters. Um, you know, just over I would their... have wanted a show now. Yeah. 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 I feel like this would have worked perfectly as a show. Um, the only problem is that Marvel they're not risking shows on new characters. Like they took mm-hmm. a gamble kind of like they did with the guardians of the galaxy, where before guardians of the galaxy, the movie came out, people really didn't know who they were. Same thing with mm-hmm. like Ant-Man hell, even Iron Man, Iron Man was not considered a top tier Marvel hero when the movie came out. It was a huge gamble. So sometimes these gambles pay off and sometimes, you know, they, they pay off to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's what yeah. happened here. I think for me, I'm kind of in the I fucking loved it group. Like we walked out the theater and I told my husband, I said, you know, I feel like I'm probably going to have a very unpopular opinion because I've stayed I've stayed away from a lot of the Internet. I haven't read any reviews, but I'd heard that pretty much it wasn't getting really great reviews. We'll we'll get to that. Trust me, I got some some stuff that it veers down that scumbag alley we love to go down to. Um, and for me. I thought, like you did, Manera, it was everything that I wanted it to be because I wanted, all I really wanted was something different. I didn't want to go in there, you give me some bullshit origin, and then there's a huge fight, and then the movie ends. Like, that's every Marvel, like, I listened to another podcast, Um, I can't remember the name. But it's another blurred podcast. Mm-hmm. And and so if you guys listen to us and you heard me say that, apologies. I, I just can't think of your name right in this instant. But they were having this debate that one day, and one of the guys is very pro-DC, mm-hmm. and he hates the Marvel movies. And, of course, his two co-hosts try to roast him for that. Mm-hmm. And then he broke it down, and it's like, I get where he's coming from because he's like, you guys give me the exact same thing in every movie just recycled with new characters. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the storylines, sometimes they're good. A lot of times they're not. You know, there's a ton of, like – there's not a lot of world building. It's just, here's the character. This is what they're going to go through, dot, dot, dot. And he was like, it just feels like it's the same recipe over and over again. There's never a ton of really deep character development, mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. Now, listen, coming from a DC person, boo-boo, there's not a lot of room there. Like, it's a little hypocritical, but it doesn't make his point any less valid. No, I'm- because it's true. <laughs> especially when it comes to DC, when it comes to Marvel, Marvel is like a really good meal that every now and again, you put cheese on it. You put, you know, sour cream, you make, yep. it's the same base. And every now and again, it gets a little bit better. You, you add customize bacon to it. it. Whereas mm-hmm. DC, sometimes you're like, Oh, well your meal sounded good, but I'm going to add 
pralines into it or I'm I'm not even going to make it a meal. I'm deconstructing it. And <laughs> sometimes it okay works. You're like, oh, this, this, you take a no thank you bite. And you're like, huh, that's not bad. Maybe I'll have a second bite. Definitely not finishing the meal. But, right, you know, right, right. but sometimes she's like, no, this is gross. Get it out of my face. I'm not paying for this. Sometimes exactly. maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yeah, sometimes maybe <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. And so for me, that was the biggest thing. It was visually different than anything else that they've done. It was tonally different. And I felt like the immense, the immense amount of effort they put in trying to develop across 10 characters. Now they did fall short in some places. Let's not pretend they didn't, but it's still much better than anything else that we've seen out of the MCU when it comes to character development. So I, I loved it. I I went in expecting not all of them were going to make it out of the movie Mm -hmm. just because it's so many people. Yeah. I didn't, and so I was like, "What's going on? Why are they friends?" <laughs> I will say, we like, just became besties, and they killed them off. We we went into a ten o'clock showing, and as we were like leaving out, I didn't hear anybody saying, "Well, that was shit." Like, I know what the reviewers were talking about. Nobody was saying that. I didn't hear it. Yeah, I think a lot of people so. didn't expect what they got. But it's not like you didn't expect it and it was bad. You got it and you were like, huh, that's something to think about. But to that point, the trailer never lied to you by saying that this was going to be a Marvel movie. Like they never put in the Marvel formula. Yeah. That trailer that we got always is the movie that we got. So I don't understand how people could be like, well, but I was expecting something else. How, sweetie, if you saw the trailer? I, I... I knew it wasn't going to be the typical. And again, it three quarters of the movie are completely kind of new territory for Marvel. And mm-hmm. of course, it's just still a Marvel movie. So they had kind of have to wrap it up with a big CGI battle towards the end. Mm-hmm. And to their defense, like it's one of their like it's not bigger, but it's it's unique. It's one of their mm-hmm. unique battles. It, it's not like, you know, there's not shield throwing and things like that, but. They fight as it's a team, fighting. kind of. Yeah, it's less about <laughs> the the world-ending event that's happening and more about the issues within the team. Yeah. Yep. And if that's if you want to call them a team, because they technically are not really a team. They just all no, have to family. be. Yeah, they're, they were fighting like a family. A, fa- a, a, t- uh, a group of eternal individuals. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Yeah, it just... I don't get it, Manira. Like, just go, kind of going back to, I don't get it. I don't understand yeah. the folks that are, like, freaking out. But with that, now that we've kind of talked a little bit about what we thought as a whole, let's talk about what we liked and what we didn't. So, Eric, I'm going to start with you. Tell me a little bit about what you really liked about this and then what you didn't like so much. Um, I mean, I really like the fact that this felt like it's, own thing it gave me a lot of vibes of dr strange the first movie where this exists within the mcu but it's in this own little corner where like the events of things like they they mentioned the events of endgame and the events of endgame really are the catalyst for this movie mm-hmm. um but like at the same time we don't see any like cameos from anybody like you don't see the falcon fly through and you don't see mm-hmm. you know somebody pop up out of nowhere who would not know know who the eternals are Right. So, like, this exists in its own little pocket, but at the same time, just like Doctor Strange, the effects of this movie are going to have huge ramifications throughout the rest right. of the MCU. So right. I like when they do that, where, like, 
I, I don't need the 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 cameos every movie. They're great sometimes. They work in the shows and they surprise you. But like at the same time, like you guys managed to do this without bringing in any other established Marvel characters. Yeah. Right. You gave us three hours without anybody else in it. Two hours thirty seven. But yeah. And even then, again, I thought it could have been longer. I well, I that's probably one of my only beefs with this movie is that it's not long enough because I really wanted to know more about these characters. Um, mm. Like I, I know we, um, Makari, I wanted to know more about uh, Druig. Like I feel like if this was a show, they would have given everyone an episode to explore the time after they how we, they, how they broke up yeah up are. until yeah. like i would have started this where like at the beginning where you know a they find ajak dead and then there's this event coming but then i would spend five to six episodes giving everybody a little bit of time to explore what they did between th- that time where they split up back in mesopotamia and to now and then wrap mm-hmm. it all up in a big marvel style finale so i would have I, I would have added an extra half an hour to this movie if you let me do it and i'm pretty sure there's probably a, a chloe zhao cut out there where it is a lot longer hell mm. i would have just watched an extra 20 minutes of kingo and you know him and his valet. oh and his bali oh my gosh oh i love them so much yeah i feel like uh his, his valet uh karun he was the heart of this movie yeah mm-hmm. when he turned around and are we spoiling it are yeah we, we, are we, we said spoilers. oh yeah i already said right. there i already said ajak died so Listen, when he turned around and told them like because they're splitting up on the ship and he said it's been a pleasure like i was like yeah no i it has been a pleasure i enjoyed meeting you guys yeah. can we have all of you can all of you stay well, together? not just that another thing that i really loved is that like Kingo kind of goes his own way. He, it's not like that he didn't, there wasn't a big dramatic thing about it. He agreed and disagreed at the same time Mm -hmm. where he was like, yes, we can kill this eternal and save this planet, but we are stopping the, the, um, the birth and creation Mm -hmm. of, of galaxies worth of other planets. Is this ethical? And he chooses to opt out of the whole situation. I can respect that. But I, I also, like, it's not something you typically see in a Marvel movie. Like, n- a normal Marvel movie, you would have seen him show up at the last minute and help in the big mm-hmm. fight to, to stop Icarus. He did yeah, somebody he give was... him a big talk to come back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he probably went back to India and was finishing that Shadow Warrior 2 movie that he was working on. He definitely had to. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he did because he, he said yeah. that, you know, the people on the cast were his family. So he wanted to make sure that they were all taken care of. Yeah. He though can we just Manir before before we go to what you liked and what you didn't like though but that Bollywood scene though I want the whole movie yes <laughs> I want the whole I movie want all of it him giving the little little winky eye and stuff uh-huh. oh my gosh it was so good I want the whole thing from start to finish I need it all right so for you Manir what did you really like and what didn't you like um. There's not much that I didn't really like. Um, I I enjoyed that Icarus was never a good, like it was never telegraphed that he was a good guy. Because if you watched him, he it was very much sketchball sketchy. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that he didn't come off as I'm good and I should be the leader, even though he was still we've got a job to do or I should be late. but he never came off as sugary sweet Captain America if you does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was always something dark under the under the element you under, could always under, tell there was some shit with him correct we just correct. didn't know what the shit was right 
Yeah, I mm-hmm. like that. Um, um, the Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh and Thena, mm-hmm. I'm constantly pushing my Barbies together, want them to kiss. I need Aww. that relationship so bad it hurts. Like when she when she was wailing when he was die when he died, I was like, oh no, did they what to Eric's point, why didn't we get to see them in their life? I want right. that. I just I yeah, I felt you, like they were I think could have cut fifteen minutes of of um of Cersei and Icarus and given me more Gilgamesh and Thena. Please immediately. Immediately well, that. Well or or while while we're talking about it. Or you could have given us a little bit of um, Druick and Makari because that felt like it came out of nowhere. Well, I mean, to to um, Kango's um, to what Kango was saying, like, what's this? Because it seems new, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> but it wasn't new because, like, they were kind of flirty in um, in Mesopotamia yeah, or were, no, in Babylon. Were, they were definitely they flirting were flirty in Babylon. In Babylon. On. Like, no, it didn't come out of nowhere. I feel like he knew where she was the whole time. She may have speeded to see him maybe like once or twice. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But yeah, no, I I wanted more. I wanted more from the relationships that they blipped us to. Mm-hmm. And not, I don't wouldn't say not so much the Cersei and Icarus relationship, but I wanted more of the other relationships, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so that would kind of be the thing that you didn't like is just yeah, that we no, didn't get I enough didn't, of that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that. Um, also, Tinkerbell, I don't like her. Oh, She's adorable, I couldn't stand her. But is she no. adorable? She's kind of a pain in the ass. No, 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 no. the The child actor is adorable. She's super cute. Oh, I, uh, I'm talking about the character. I don't know anything Sprite? about her as an actress. Yeah, Sprite was kind of a pain in the ass. But I, feel I was like not really digging her. That for us too, like when. At, when she's at Dane's um, uh, birthday party and she like cha- that um, gentleman picked up on or at least he thinks that he picked up on her um, her illusion. Mm-hmm. Like once she changes and she's looking back, that face that she gives. It's oh, it was all face. salt. Yeah, yeah, she was salty so, as fuck from the beginning. From the beginning, we should have known. No, we should have known. But no, mm-hmm. I, I don't have that many things that I don't like about it. I liked everything from this movie. All right. So I think that for me, I'm going to go with what I liked first. So I liked some of the chances that they took with these characters. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, making um, Fastos gay mm-hmm. and him having a, you and know. Horrible little baby. And that right. Husband. And that hot husband who I believe was of Arab descent. Yes. Like, like when you just you just put an Arab gay man on screen in a Marvel movie married to a black gay man. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that they took that chance. He is uh, um, Lebanese. 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 Okay, okay thank you. Um, I love that they took that chance. Um, I also really, really liked the general diversity of this Mm -hmm. group of characters and that you didn't see, I mean, because they were all Eternals, right? They were all, they all were cut from the same cloth, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Nobody thought anything of the differences between them, Um, which would have been a very easy thing to do, especially what they were seeing going on in the world throughout time. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed that. I also, 
I kind of really enjoyed the flashbacks to different time frames and seeing things from a different perspective mm-hmm. as if they were involved. I thought that that was really cool. And then um, seeing how they like slowly but surely their progression as they slowly but surely kill all the deviant. Yeah. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Um, but here's what I didn't like. Okay. At the end of the day, I didn't want something that felt like a filler movie. And this felt a little bit like a filler movie. And I think that the reason that it felt like a filler movie for me was that obviously it's only the second movie in a new phase. So you already know that it has to lead into something, right? You already know that because it's Marvel. But with it being as long as it was, with them giving us the hints of the character development And, you know, like we already discussed, like not making it a show, which I think this would be perfect for. The ending felt empty for me. Like, you know, the whole idea that they, you know, they basically destroy Thiamut. Um, The other homie comes, the other celestial comes back, snatches him up. Like, y'all know, y'all know something got to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And all of that, like, it just felt incomplete it it almost had that same feeling for me like when you saw deathly hallows part one mm-hmm. that you got all this beautiful scenery and all this that and the third but at the end when you walked out the movie because you always knew there was another part you left the movie feeling like you needed to wait for the other part well i feel like yeah because i mean we know that now they'll be on trial and we'll be we will be judged and let me let me just tell everyone we should be found guilty because we are horrible. People are horrible. <laughs> just off yeah. the rate. No, no, for sure, for sure. Horrible. But yeah, no, like you you know that the ones in the ship don't know that the ones that are s- still on Earth are now being taken and judged for these so co- quote unquote crime of not listening and finishing their duty. Yeah, no, but I guess I guess my point is maybe let me say this a different way. Sure. What I didn't like about it, for it to be an origin movie, mm-hmm. it felt like a filler in a way that, like, let's look at Ant-Man, for example. The first Ant-Man, we knew it was a bit of a filler in the universe because we knew that he was going to have to play a role later, right? Mm-hmm. But the first Ant-Man felt like a completely fledged out completed story in and of itself so when it came time for ant-man 2 you weren't quite sure what they were gonna do because it felt like everything all of the events of ant-man 1 were wrapped up in Mm ant-man and that's what i'm saying with this one like the end of infinity war exactly exactly and i didn't like that well because they have like kevin feige has come out and said that this is basically what we've had a movie or two in phase four already but this is the big jumping off point for phase four or like this will affect everything coming for phase four including the marvels and stuff like that space yeah yeah the space. Phase, phase no, four I get is it. leaning heavy into the mystic arts with dr strange and then space and space yeah the and cosmic I, and the mystic stuff i love every single thing about that but i think what i would have wanted in this first movie is to give me that complete um like complete um, self-contained story and then give me those I mean and we have we'll talk about the post-credit scenes in a little bit but then give me the hints for what's next in the maybe post-credit they, scenes maybe they can't yeah and I, I feel like 
them getting taken away should yeah. have been the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. maybe that you know everybody's yes. kind of happy, and then while she's talking to um to Jon Snow because I forget his name, Dane something. Dane then, Whitman, get it right. Then Eric shows up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know so, that I had a problem with the ending. <laughs> Cuz yeah. it did just feel like a continuation. I was like, I don't need you to say that the Eternals will be back because you you've snatched them. Like you Right. You've, well, you've... and that was that was the other thing. Like it felt like a little counterintuitive to show that scene which literally lets us know that clearly there's going to be something else with the Eternals cuz they all just fucking got snatched up or at least the ones that were on earth just got snatched up. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to tell me that the Eternals will return. No yeah. shit, Sherlock. So like yeah. that if I had to find something wrong with the movie and it wasn't very hard for me to find because when I left out I felt like, man, I really enjoyed this, but what is this thing that's nagging at me? Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. It was just the idea that it wasn't it didn't end up feeling like a self-contained story. I feel like ever since Thanos, um, I sound like Ajax. Ever since um, Thanos snapped, we've been uncomfortable. And so I feel like the movies are going to be uncomfortable because we're uncertain. Like, millions of people left in a snap of of a minute. They were just gone. So Mm -hmm. I, for me, I feel like, yeah, the movies should they shouldn't have a happy bow. It shouldn't be like that anymore because no, no, but our I don't think different. Yeah, no, no, and I agree with you, but I'm not saying it needs to have a happy bow. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it just needs to feel complete. So if if the completed is they killed off a couple more Eternals and that was the end of the movie, mm-hmm. man, that fucking sucks. But at least it would have felt like a complete story arc was done in that movie. So I agree with you that I do believe the more we get into this phase, we should have that uncomfortableness of uncertainty Mm -hmm. because I mean, shit, we're about to get into multiverses. Like even now this is more leaning into the idea of what's to come with Kang. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you know, when we cut into the, into the post-credit scenes, we can talk about that a bit, but like, yeah, I want that. I want there to always be that yikes. What's next. But I want it in a way that I feel like I don't want I don't want every movie to feel like a cliffhanger episode of a show. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a whole movie and then, all right, well, where are we going next? Maybe that's the note that she got from Kevin. Maybe she got the Possibly. note Possibly. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not finished. We don't want it to feel finished. So, you know. Maybe. And, and listen, at this point... I think she did an amazing job giving us something completely different. So again, if that's the only criticism that I can come up, I don't have any issues with anything else in the movie except that. I think that that's a win. And, and I am looking forward to see what happens next with the Eternals. Um, But with that, like, whereas we're pretty much singing this movie's praises as a group, this movie has gotten a lot of bad press what the hell is going on that it's like the the scores, like the ratings and the scores that this movie is getting are so fucking terrible? Eric, you said you had scumbag uh, situations. One, gay character. Mm. Two, people of color. Three, directed by a woman. Um, and if you look into it, 
any of the Marvel movies directed by women have gotten kind of review bombed. Look at Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel got yeah. terrible reviews online about, and it's essentially a thing about women directing action movies that, you know, some angry nerds on the internet don't dig. So, but Captain Marvel went on to gross over a billion dollars. So, because it was good. It's the same reason why you keep getting these uh, these rumors that uh, that Brie Larson is being replaced as Captain Marvel because she's so difficult to work with, and she's too woke. <laughs> yeah, um, I believe Variety also put out an article basically saying why is uh, why is Chloe Zhao's Eternals being called the worst MCU movie ever for reasons that are not on screen. Thor two. <laughs> The dark world is wait, wait, right wait. there. Wait a second. But but let's talk about Iron because Man this too. is right. like this is but but even even when you want to talk about like straight up origin films, like The Eternals is an origin film for new characters is significantly better than would you like for me to start naming them off? Thor 1 was not great. It no. just fucking wasn't. Hashtag not my Thor. <laughs> you know, you you can sit there like Captain America. Okay, the 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 Captain America First Avenger. It was it was good, I guess. Like, but if you were to ask me, and in fairness, I'm not Steve Rogers is not my man. He's so not, we know everybody Doctor knows Strange. that, <laughs> right? Um, it was good, but if I were to put it one to one against the Eternals, I think that the Eternals was a more interesting origin story, right? Like Iron Man, the same thing. Like, yes, it launched the MCU and all that good shit. But as a standalone origin movie, I don't think it's that much better than the Eternals if it's better at all. So, like, the even, idea. Even as a oh, big budget, like Marvel tentpole, big team movie, it's better than age of ultron yes it is sitting right there <laughs> yes it is there exactly so for folks that are sitting here like oh my gosh it's so terrible dot 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 like you can miss me with that shit it's actually really fucking good and what marvel movies have you been watching that you're saying that this is the worst one because like manira said thor dark world right there thor one right fucking there I might be in the definite minority on this. I think Thor 2 is better than Thor 1. I only like Thor 2 because of the temper tantrum that Loki throws, and you know that. Well, yeah. Well, that, you, you, uh, Loki is a more established character. You get more of Darcy and Jane uh, and Jane Porter, uh, Jane Foster. Um, Jane was uh, whiny in that one for me. I'm, I was not a fan Jane was and, incredibly whiny in that well, one Well, that, and they me. started experimenting with letting Chris Hemsworth make Thor a little funnier. You have mm -hmm. a couple of those things like when he hangs Mjolnir on the coat rack and things like mm -hmm. that. So I think Thor 2 is better than Thor 1. I think Thor 2 really gets shit on pretty hard. Mostly because it's a shitty villain. Nobody cares yeah. about the Dark Elves and Malekith. But yeah. the, the the core characters, it was a better film. Yeah, I mean, again, like in general, like if we've done the whole ranking and think about how many throwaway out of the 20 plus movies that we that we um, graded, how many did we did we treat like throwaways compared to like the big five or what have you? So y'all can miss me with that shit. Eric, I think that you're right, that a lot of this is motivated by all of the things that you just said and not the actual quality of, of the movie. And Yeah, I would say the, the movie ended up getting banned in Qatar and um, 
several Middle Eastern countries because, because they, they were wouldn't gay. cut. Well, they wouldn't cut the gay kiss. You know, the kiss that he shares with his husband. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, the really goodbye quick. kiss. Yeah. But they, they were perfectly fine with them having uh, basically a sex scene on the rocks in Iraq. Wild that we have a sex scene in the, um, the universe. <laughs> in the Marvel universe. I, I understand Wild. Chloe Zhao has explained it and she was like, yeah, these are, you know, they're our Eternals and they were married for, you know, 4,000 years. Yeah, no, years listen, I get they it. express love. Saying. Yeah. Wild. Never thought but I'd people, see the day. People perfectly fine with, with a full-on sex scene. But not yeah, because cool there was kissing. there was thrusting. There was thrusting. I there turned was to Courtney and I was like, oh, thrusting on rocks in the MCU. <laughs> they were thrusting, as as some would say, uh, Cersei was getting her back blown. Okay, well, it was it, her her back was getting pretty jagged because of the rocks. Because of the rocks, yeah, yeah might have had some tough skin. It'll help out with the eczema if she has any on her back. Yes, I'm just no, saying. Yeah, so that's that's just ridiculous to me. And you know, for any of our listeners that have not seen it yet, you should definitely go see it and form your own opinion. But also, um, why are you here? <laughs> get out of get out of here and go watch it. Yeah, go watch it and form your own opinion because you may be pleasantly surprised. I was always very, very happy about this movie. Um, and so I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it gave me exactly what I wanted it to give Same. me. Yeah. Because I I literally remember the first time we saw the preview or when they first announced it and we saw the first like trailer for it. I looked at Manir because we were together that day and I was like, I want this to be so different from everything else they've given us. Mm-hmm. And you were like, Same. <laughs> All right, so we have not talked about the spoilers, or not the spoilers, the um, the post credit scenes, and I think this is probably a really good place to start talking about them because, as you said, Manira, we are we are anticipating that this movie is going to have huge ramifications in how the rest of Phase Four going into potentially Phase Five look for the MCU. So, f- let's start from the beginning. When they gave us that first post-credit screen, uh, screen scene that was ruined on the internet by dickhead-ass people who got um, got to go to premieres and ruined that. And also, those folks are really, really shitty because... Yeah. Hopefully, they don't get invited to premieres anymore because that's like rule number one. Don't spoil it. Even if it wasn't a big Marvel movie, don't spoil don't a spoil movie it. that people haven't seen. Yeah. This could have been a fucking Clint Eastwood movie about him shitting in the woods. I still want, don't want to be spoiled by it. Yeah. Like, I was legit happy that at least when we were walking out, there were a couple of people in the back that were still genuinely surprised. Like, they must not have seen about mm-hmm. the first post credit scene with um, Harry Styles in it, who, like, people were shitting on him. I think he did a perfectly serviceable job in those 10 minutes that him and Peyton Oswald were, like, you know, doing that intro. <laughs> I mean, Patton. I said Peyton. Also, Patton um, I was I was spoiled about the Harry Style thing. I wasn't spoiled about Patton Oswalt as Pip, mm-hmm. which while I enjoy Patton Oswalt in the role of Pip, because apparently Marvel just keeps throwing money at him. He played like five different characters on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He plays um, MODOK in the MODOK show. Which He's is hilarious. great, and he is a massive comic book nerd. So I like him in the role. I don't like the fact that he's essentially taking a role from a little person mm-hmm. who could have done the role. 
Yeah. Um, Cause he's, he's a fully CG character. And even then as a full, fully CG character, he didn't look great. Yeah. I've seen Marvel wonky. do way better. He looked a little weird. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe they rushed to create him at the, at the last, last minute. minute. I, yeah. I definitely feel like this might've been something that they threw together, but Pip is a very good character in the comics. And, uh, Eros, AKA Star Fox, um, is, I, I'm not a huge Harry Styles fan. I've only seen him in one thing, which was 1917. And he did great in that. But like, I feel like he's good in this role because Eros is supposed to be kind of a, a cocky pretty boy. Mm-hmm. And really he is a former member it. of One Direction. It doesn't get any cockier or more pretty boy than that. Yeah. I don't know that I like him. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know. And listen, it, it's not because I don't like Harry Styles. I like Harry Styles just fine. I know he's a good actor. I don't know that I like it. Well, but look at it from this perspective. He is an Eternal. He is Thanos' brother. So we're immediately getting a connection to the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Kind of. I, like, he's he's Thanos' brother the same way that you would say, like, oh, I'm I'm 116th Cherokee on my mother's side. You know, he's... he's and he's Loki. Um, okay, well, wait a second. Well, they don't even business. really connect him very well in the comics. Most I was going to say, because that's what I was going to say, because... My understanding of Eros is that he and Thanos are legitimately brothers. Thanos just has the deviant um, deviant syndrome or whatever, which is why his skin is purple and he looks kind of fucked up. But that he is, that's, in fact... That's not nice, madam. Well, I mean... He's just, he's purple. I don't feel like he looks fucked up. Well, because, like, his chin's got, like, the weird lines in it and stuff that's supposedly from the illness. No, y'all just gonna sit here and stare at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. Being a little, I don't guess, I guess it's I'm not, not racist, being but judgy. Chin-ish? He's a fucking it's a little alien. Chin-ish. It's a little chinish. It's a little man. chinish. Yeah. Anywho, but that they are, in fact, like brothers who pretty much can't stand each other, don't really do a lot together. There've been a couple of comics where they've teamed up, but it's been very rare. Um, so I think that the connection is a solid connection. It is. It's just one of those things where like, if you've never heard of the Eternals, you've definitely never heard of Eros. <laughs> Fair. For me, I think it's a little too poppy and I don't, I don't like it. It's a little too cheese, just a little. As as and I'm a mouse. Well, I mean, I feel like you're gonna see him more not in the next Eternals movie. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see him in the Marvels, because he he has history with Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, Marvel. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe if you can bring back some flashbacks and you bring back um, what is her name? Not Angela. I'm, I want to say Angela Bassett. It's another Angela. The, the white woman who was uh, Marvel in the first Captain Marvel movie. Annette Benning. Annette Benning, yes. I knew it was an AB name. I had Angela Bassett in my name. <laughs> Angela, no, that's not Angela. That's Annette Benning. It was an, what? It was an AB name. I, I had it. Yeah, I feel like we'll, we'll see him more in the Marvels because, again, this is going to a more cosmic place. Mm-hmm. Maybe he might even pop up in uh, in Guardians 3. Which starts filming soon. See, that's what I thought. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, okay, he's going to be in Guardians 3. Like, it just made sense to me that they would find a way to put him in Guardians 3. It depends, because I feel like James Gunn is also very tightly controlled of his his. Film. Yeah. Like, he's going to have to make some Marvel quotas, but at the same time, they give James Gunn a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, I think it's fine. 
Um, apparently, so that one, I mean, I think that's all I got for, for the first post-credit scene. The second post-credit scene was the one that I had to do a little bit of homework on because I was like, first off, I know that voice. And at first I fucked up because I was like, wait, was that Jeffrey Wright? Is, is Watu in here? And I was like, no, no, no. And then I looked it up and I was like, no, that's Blade. That is, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mahashala. I always Mahershala say Ali. Mahershala. I always say hot. Mahershala Ali's voice. So we know that there's a, a Blade connection here. Who the fuck is Jon Snow supposed to be? Like, this is what I was thinking. He's so the then I man. went and did, yep, I went First and did and the foremost, Can I tell you how we all figured out that it was um, Mahershala Ali? How? Okay, so I'm sitting next to that bing bong. And he's like, you know who that was? And I was like, who? And he's like, that sounded like Doctor Strange. And so I'm walking and I'm no, like. I didn't say, you know who that was. You guys no, asked no, no. me. And uh, I was like, I think it's Doctor Strange. Down. I think it's Doctor Strange. I'm telling the story. So then I'm walking <laughs> down the steps and like people are like, I don't know. That sound, that man sounded black. And mm-hmm. I was thinking that man sounded black. But That's I why really I thought it that. was Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. So then I'm walking. And so then we get into like our own little group. And. It's like my fiance is like, well, that voice sounded black. Maybe Samuel L. And we're like, no, no, that wasn't Samuel. L. And for then sure. he's doing his googlies, googlies, and he's like, you know who that was? And I'm like, who was it? And he was like, Blade. And I was like, <gasps> I didn't believe it at first, but then like right there, apparently, uh, Chloe yeah, Chloe's out confirmed. She was like, oh no, it's it's Blade. Which makes more sense because the Black Knight is more of a mystic character. So putting Blade with the mystic characters is great. And maybe we'll get something like Dark Suns later, which they mm-hmm. have a new game coming out. So, That's yeah. Exciting. Sorry. I wanted to, I just wanted to tell you the spiral so, that we went down. No, no, because we went down a similar spiral because I was like, at first, first heard the voice. And I'm like, Samuel, I was like, wait, that's not Samuel. I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. Was was that the Watcher? Is the Watcher like now in the movies too? Big old head down there, like (laughs) yeah. And so I walked out the theater, and it was bothering me because I'm like, it can't be the Watcher. Because if they bring in the Watcher here, like what the fuck? Like it would have gone all the way back to what we were talking about Mm -hmm. on um, Heralds of the what Watcher. they had the, the Watchers and Guardians too. They zoomed past. Right, but they zoomed oh past yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. But they, it wasn't yeah. like I feel like if they were to do it, they would bring in the version from the show, like that Uatu, and make him look like Jeffrey Wright, kind of a little bit more tan than he normally appears in the comics. Yeah, that's that's what I would want. So when I when I looked it up, I was like, okay, this makes sense because to mm-hmm. Eric's point, we're doing all of the mystic stuff, mm-hmm. and then apparently at some point. The Black Knight ends up like trying to defeat Kang the Conqueror. So all of this is starting to make sense. Dane Whitman ain't gonna beat the um, Kang the Conqueror. Get out of here, John. No, no, no. He's not. (laughs) But I could see a world where he's working with whoever the hell's trying to beat Kang Mm -hmm. once he goes from right once once he goes from silly kang to i'm gonna fuck y'all up kang which is what we know jonathan majors is about to do Mm -hmm. so when that transition happens apparently he's going to be part of the team and i'm i'm here for it i don't mind it i don't mind it i I loved everything he was in i love gang um game of thrones i'm sad that um john's not john snow that um rob stark had to fly too close to the sun and kill himself (laughs) 
But yeah, you know. that was a little dramatic, a- though. Allegedly, I'm sure we'll see him again. No one dies in comic book movies. I'm about to say, but also because that was hella dramatic. Like, bro, we get it. You were on the opposite he is side 7, of your girl. Seven thousand years he old. Is he dramatic. is the most dramatic man uh-huh. in on the planet. Yeah. Did you see that pea coat he just showed up in? Yeah, he just shows up like he walked off a fucking runway. <laughs> like, oh, I've got laser eyes and I punched a monster. How what are him? you? Is that your boyfriend? Right. He's short. <laughs> Listen, when those two were looking at each other and like sizing each other up, my heart was warm. I was I'm like, like, oh, look I'm at like, the brothers. Human, get out of human, get out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it'll be really I think this is really exciting because mm-hmm. whereas I think in the first three phases, we always knew where it was going. Like we, we always know. knew. Yeah. We don't know where they're going and that's refreshing. And I it like is. that. It is. So do you guys want to hear another theory that I heard? Absolutely. Um, so the theory is that um, Kango's valet maybe a scroll and so that is how we will also tie into um secret wars he really was not scared of anything going on so that kind of tracks absolutely nothing like he looked at that deviant and was like oh pretty (laughs) yeah i don't know i kind of like that theory eric what do you think he videotaped mm. everything. Everything in Druids uh, that happened at the Battle of Druids compound, he videotaped it. He got all of it. I don't I don't think so. No? Why not? Poke holes in it, my friend. It just seemed like with Marvel, I feel like they would have like given more clues, like or just outright showed it in a post credit scene. I don't know. I feel like because they brought up the deviants and then also the way that the deviants looked when they turned into what they originally looked like, it was a bit scroll-esque. No, am I wrong? Mm. No, you don't think so? Are you getting on my are you jumping with me, Maria? Maria's like, maybe? I don't know. No, no, I'm with you. Thank I you. just it, here's what it is. For a normal human being to have learned all of the things that he learned in the time frame that he did, and then to literally be be thrust into that dangerous environment and to never once appear to be shaken, frightened, nothing. Yeah. I can't buy that he's just the the sidekick Alfred. Like, no. Who just... who? Of course, we're told all the stories, but never saw any of the action. Right. Told all the stories, never saw any of the action. And also, was it completely was okay with and made sense to be the valet for this guy for 50 fucking years, and he hasn't aged a day? Right. He, But he knew. He told him that he was an eternal. No, no. 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 I know, but that is my point. For him to be just a normal human being and be told and held this, this secret whatever... For 50 years and then to go to these places and see these things like I just feel like we as humans are fucking stupid and ridiculous and would not be that composed. No, I feel like at, at 
maybe I'm reading less into it and more in a character study where like this is validation of the past 50 years he spent with Kingo. Not just the fact that Kingo doesn't age, but the fact that he really has these powers. He really knows these people. These things that he's been telling him for 50 years are real. And he has video evidence, even though they keep destroying his cameras. But like, this is validation of the past 50 years of his life. Not to mention, I feel like his character alone, just it's you needed that human touch. Well, Dane, aka the Black Knight, is a human. He's not really. He's he's moving on to bigger and better things. Like, well, but he just um, found that out, right? Because he had to talk to his uncle, and it's not official until now when he got the sword from from his uncle. So, yeah, but Karun is was, the only real hundred percent human character in the movie, outside of of uh, Fastos's kid and his son. But like, I'm they have sound like Manira right now. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah, I. I don't what know. if what if Fastos's husband is a scroll? Let's let's just start calling everybody scrolls. Maybe that bit, that little chubby face baby's a scroll. <laughs> oh, I love that little chubby face baby. I would love it, right? First and foremost, love that. But no, like I don't feel like I'm. I don't feel like I'm saying out of, out of. I don't say it feel like it's out of thin air that he would be a scroll. I feel like he is more of an emotional core for the audience as opposed to, you know, kind of like, like Agent Coulson was. Where you need you need someone who is not a member of this super team or super family. You need that outsider. He, he's a Mary Sue, if there were ever was one. And again, I feel like it's just validation of his past fifty years of servitude that all of these things that he's known for this you know for this amount of time are real. But he knew that they were because again, he tried to kill Kango. When no, he didn't he, age. He knew after that Kingo didn't age, and he knew that Kingo. He probably, you know, he's probably seen him use do his little his finger guns, but like he doesn't know that the the that Icarus and all of the other Eternals are really real. But then why would if his finger guns were real and his non aging was real, then why wouldn't the rest of the story be real? Again, again, I can tell you a hundred times, you know, that that it's real and maybe you see bits and pieces of it, but he's finally seeing the full picture. He's seeing deviants. He's seeing, you know, celestials. He's seeing everything that he's been told forever finally come to fruition. And I feel like that's why he's not scared. Oh, no. And he's just being a good valet. He's serving the person that he's been with. You know, and at the same time, I think 50 years of service is more, it's a respect thing. He's an amazing valet. and He is, yeah. I want to employ him. To be no, so he knew how to fly the plane. He knew how to drive the cars. He, he was a videographer. It's just a you know. lot, though, don't you think? No, you not, don't think. You don't not think for 50 years of service. If, if, I think it if, is, Manera. If, if I you. didn't age and I told you my secret, but you have to be with me the rest of the time for the rest of your life, wouldn't I make you the most competent person that I know so that I wouldn't have to tell other people my secret? Are you changing me to the um to a vampire? No, you know that I am an eternal and I won't die. But I want you to hang out with me because I'm going to make your life better. But I'm going to make you. Like, I'm going to make you like... take plane flying lessons. I'm going to make you learn how to drive all these cars. I'm going to learn make you buy. You know, make you have the best cameras and be you know be able to take a good shot. I just feel like I would be more in the with the deviant and Dane screaming and all of that than the I'ma make sure that this camera is rolling. I'm catching this content at all times. Again, that's his job. He's just very good at his job. Whereas Dane, Dane ain't got no job. He's a poetry teacher or some shit. Get out of here. He was too busy trying to get in Cersei's pants. I think it's literature and I he's been in Cersei's pants. So 
All right. Well, whatever. Just saying. These are my opinions, and they're probably right, but they could be wrong. I reserve the right to be wrong. Don't do that. Don't do that white woman thing that you do. (laughs) These are my opinions. I have have a right to have opinions. I have a right. You do. I have a right to be right, and you have a right to be wrong. wrong. You're wrong. Anyway. You going to clean this up? Listen, I was kind of enjoying hearing you guys go round and round. (laughs) All right. Um, I think those are all of the theories that we have right now. Um, So, you know, let's wrap this up with, you know, the point system or the star system. Out of five, what are you guys giving it? Also, Secret Invasion doesn't have to deal with scrolls. It could be another Secret Invasion. We're going by the title of the comic. Age of Ultron had nothing to do with the comic Age of Ultron. Eric, shut the fuck up and tell us what you would score this movie. All right. I was. I thought you were telling Monero to go. I was just. No, no. You point. now that you now that you. Yeah, no. Me, you go. Yeah, you go first. Okay. Out of five, what are you rating this? Three and a half. Okay. Better Monero. than average, but there's some some flaws that I would have done differently. I give it a four. I also give it a four. So I think combined, we'll say a three point seven five, roughly, to account for Eric's three and a half stars. But I think it's definitely worth checking out, um, especially if you're a Marvel fan, Mm -hmm. especially if you want to see something different. Like, please don't go into this thinking it's going to be Avengers, any of them. This is a different type of movie. This is a sit down, actually listen to dialogue, maybe feel some feels Mm -hmm. and, and get your existentialism on. Like, that's what you're going in here to do. But get new people. It's new. It's fresh. New things. Yes. And the cast yeah, is amazing. It's not on the back yeah. of any other, for the exception of the connection to Endgame, it's not really on the back of anything else. They yeah. mention certain Avengers. Like they, you know, they mention, oh, who's going to lead the Avengers now and things like that. But like, this is generally yeah, but they... its own little thing. Yeah. I mean, and it was so cute because they mentioned it the way that we sit around and say, well, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Like, it mm-hmm. was very. <laughs> anyway, yeah, definitely no, check it out. A, to your. With, saying the cast is amazing they seem to really enjoy each other and i love that i love Mm -hmm. i love it when it looks like they like have genuinely become a family i thought that angelina jolie was going to be annoying in this she was no she was great she was was amazing favorites yeah yeah Yeah. she looked great like Mm -hmm. like not just physically like the way that she like she her her weapons yeah the way that they her costume her actual movement like she was kind of. This is the most badass I've seen Angelina Jolie since like Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Days. Yep. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, hey, well, who's your favorite? Who? Okay, so Eric, yours was your favorite, Thena. No, my favorite was Gilgamesh. What about you, Manera? I have so many. Um, my favorite. <laughs> they can't all be your fucking favorite, Manera. You have to actually choose a favorite. I'm gonna. My favorite um, is. I mean, Fastos. Um, Macari, definitely, and um, Thena and Gilgamesh. Sorry, Sorry. I kind of, I kind of came around to really enjoying Druig. He remind, he was kind of the Wolverine of this team. Mm-hmm. Where like at any minute he could just go off on his own, but he doesn't need anyone else. He's, he's also kind of a dick. I don't like a cult leader. Sorry, not sorry. But he played he it very a, well. He, he wasn't a cult well. leader. He was in that community. Like, he built this community. He wasn't always controlling them. He would control them from time to time. But, like, he was just there. I liked Druid when he was with Makari. And he had kind of let his guard down. And they were all just being themselves in 
the spaceship. I like yeah. that. Well, I mean, again, they they also had thousands of years to like build their personalities, and all of them at some point or another were were hurt badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So seeing them all back together, they kind of uh, it wasn't as much fighting as you would have expected, but. Some people just had those beefs. Like, I did enjoy the fact that everyone seemed to be holding in that beef with Icarus. And when it came time to finally take him down, everybody wanted a piece of his bitch ass. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite, Maria? My favorite was actually Cersei. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I I loved all of them individually. But the the love that she had for humans... Mm-hmm. in general and for the planet and the true desire that she had to like try to save everyone mm-hmm. that is an incredible burden to bear and she she really bore it you know and having to deal with the idea that i i have loved this man who i thought i knew and now he really ain't shit <laughs> he is an ain't shit ass motherfucker and we won't have to take him out. Like, like there was so much that I felt like she had to deal with in the position that she was placed that she didn't necessarily want to be in in the first, but she just wanted mm-hmm. to fucking teach them cute little babies about history. Like, she was living her best life. Yeah. Well, at, at the same time, like, we, Icarus is the villain of the group, but he's not really the villain. He's no. just not. He's going by his programming. He's indoctrinated. And you see that the, they all kind of choose their side for the exception of Kingo, who conscientiously, uh, conscientiously objects. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be on either side. Yeah. None of this mm-hmm. works for me. Both sides are wrong. I'm just going to see my way out. Mm-hmm. You got to respect that. But I miss you guys, and yeah. hopefully we can see each other. And you <laughs> see, like, after after the Celestial is dead, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, there's no ill will. Yeah. He, he even tells Cersei, like, I don't think what you guys did would write, but you guys are my family. Yeah. Some things yeah. you can say that to family. Other yeah. things you can. Yeah. Yeah. And of so, course, with Thanksgiving coming up, save those uh, arguments for your family. <laughs> oh, ugh, the holidays. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that's our review. Uh, as you can tell, we enjoyed it. We hope that you go and enjoy it as well. Um, just to give you a couple of notes on what's coming up for us. Uh, on a t- for Imperial Dispatch, uh, our discussion on the Star Wars Vision series, um, we're still doing it. Actually, episode five titled "The Ninth Ninja" is already out, so definitely go the and check Jedi. it. Ninth Jedi. I mean, Ninth Jedi ninja again. Why do I keep saying ninja? I don't I know. I'm tired. It's it's a Jedi. Oh, well, I mean, technically, Jedi's are just space ninjas. It's the same thing. Madam, you know uh, they're space called. samurai. <sighs> Whatevs. Anyway, <laughs> not whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Look, y'all, episode five titled The Ninth Jedi has dropped. It's out. Go check it out. Um, that episode really reinvigorated us and has us wanting more. So we're going to double up on episode six and seven this week. So be on the lookout for that. On Cup and Saucer, Courtney is going to be covering episodes five and six of Apple TV's new show Foundation, which, oh, my God. So good, right? Oh my god! Like I, I can't. There's just so much. It's so good. Now it makes me almost wish I cared more about math, but you know, (laughs) that's that's what it is. Because I'm sitting here like y'all. It's it's psycho history. You don't have to call it math anymore. (laughs) Yeah, right. Psycho history. Because I'm like, you mean if I would have added that with that, I could have told the future. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, guys, definitely check that out. Um, and then obviously, like we're still doing uh, Concentrated. And so we'll have another episode next week. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. Right. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. We'll get also, to it when we get also to Harold's, it. Also, Harold's of the MC will be back in a couple of weeks when Hawkeye premieres. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they're dropping trailers galore. Two episodes so. the week of the 24th. Oh, they already said they're going to drop the two episodes? Yep. Yeah. Two week, two episodes the first uh, week. And then it's six episodes total. Oh, okay. Yeah, guys. Six, so as you can see. Guy. We're going we're gonna to have all types of programming for you. So with that, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have any feedback about our review, if you want to tell us what you thought of the movie, or you have any questions, you can make sure to send us an email at concentratedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can drop us a message on our Facebook page, which is Concentrated Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram for everything else except jumping in our dms manira doesn't like it when y'all jump in our dms so don't do that um it's at concentrated pod and then lastly you can leave us a voicemail the number is 301-531-4393 so guys that's it for this week we will talk to y'all next week bye guys peace bye